you want to check us out on all of our social media platforms, on Twitter at Tinfoil Hat Cast, on Instagram at Tinfoil Hat Pod, or all comedy t-shirts.com. Email us at Tinfoil Hat Pod at gmail.com. Tinfoil Hat. Tile people everywhere. Tinfoil Hat. Hey, man, what's hey, the man. truth there, dog? Tinfoil Hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Are you ready to get your mind blown? Revolution will be podcasted. But I don't want to go among mad people. Oh, you can't help that. Most everyone's mad here. <laughs> How are you All enjoying right, it? I love it. Do you? I came from Delaware, though, so it's not hard. Oh, to... Delaware's one of my f- most famous bombs of my life. Really? We're at? Life-changing bomb. I uh I bombed at, at Dewey Beach. Really? Yeah, doing the um Vince Vaughn comedy special for the troops. Oh. I got booed off. Oh my goodness. Stage. Uh I drank about five Jaeger bombs before I went on stage. Oh, yes. Bombed. And I had sex with this chick. And the next day I went to AA and I was sober for five years. Holy shit, are you still sober? Uh, I go on and off. I'm sober now, but yeah, I, I was on and off. Wow. Yeah. I always wonder how that works. Do you have to like reset the clock for sobriety? Yeah, you're supposed to. Okay. You know, it's just everybody's got their own program. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, there's some people go out, it's like, I guess they're over, and you can. Yeah. You know, there's this whole thing with the program. It's just like, you know, 5% of the people actually make it. I'm like, well, what is your definition of successful? Yeah. Sobri- if, you're, if you're smoking crack and flamethrowing your life yeah. for like, years and you stop that for six months or so i think that's a successful thing but granted i like to uh grade on a curve you know (laughs) that's kind of how i am uh ryan's everybody here are are you sober Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you got a great story we'll get into that all right uh so a lot of amazing things are going let me introduce the people in the studio we always have off the grid that's me off, he's very off the grid, enjoying everything. Got the wilds in his eyes. <laughs> he's got the wild in his eyes. He's working with Filipinos last night. Oh yeah, that was amazing. A Filipino wedding. I was at Monarch Bay Beach Resort. Yeah, it was actually a Vietnamese gangster wedding. Oh shit! Like, like legitimately Vietnamese gang. So, uh, Vietnam Vietnamese have a gang. Oh yeah, in, in oh, before little we get Saigon, in. Orange yeah. County. Let me introduce everybody okay, before sorry. we get in. Um, <laughs> he, he's my good friend. Uh, he's been on the show before. Dropped some a couple times now. Dropped some serious knowledge about uh, UFOs and all that stuff. And uh, he helps me run the. Do- I help him actually run the dojo at the Sycamore Tavern. My good friend Te- Trevor Kevlov. It's Trevor Kevalo, God damn it. God. Good friend. Real good friend. We are good friends, and I fuck yeah. his name up all every, the time. We have a, three gr- a girl years. who works on the show with us, yeah. Allie. I fuck her name up every fucking time. It's all right. It's all right, Tripoli. Yeah, I'll take it. Just get to nickname basis. Yeah. Well, you know, we don't well, need a society's yeah. name or your yeah. Christian name everybody's or favorite, government name. You're everybody's favorite uh, gay conspiracy bear. That's who you are. The just, gay bear of conspiracy. Whatever it is. It's fine. And uh, you've seen, she's uh, <laughs> straight out of Delaware. Uh, via, Has that ever been via, said? Uh, <laughs> via New York City. Who else Cedar, is out of Delaware? Um, uh, Ari Shafir. Now, did you do Ari season? or did It you do- was uh, It was his until a day before I got to LA. Because he had called me and was like, yeah, you're doing my show. Yeah, <laughs> doing like, my- yeah. Everyone has a great Ari, yeah. by the way. 
And uh, yeah, then he said, show. "Where where is this phone number? And I said, Delaware. And he goes, why? <laughs> <laughs> and Please then welcome to the show, uh, Jessa Reed. Am I right? Yeah. Bam! Yeah. Right, right that time. Get a name. All right. One out two. <laughs> Coming in proper. Good job. Good job. Uh, so you, let's go back to your fun story. So everybody can jump in at any time. Uh, feel free to have fun with this. Vietnamese gangsters. Yeah. What is that yeah. like? Uh, it's pretty real. It's pretty real. When you see them, they're small and they sound like uh, I'm not even going to try to. Uh, what, I'm not what, even gonna try you, to. Like every every mob runs something. What is the Vietnamese mob run? So Little Saigon, which is in Orange County, it's Fountain Valley. It's this whole area in between Santa Ana where Eddie grew up. They run like these underground casinos. Oh, yeah. Oh, and like there's these like little lingerie bars. You like walk in and like everyone's smoking cigarettes. And mm -hmm. for me, when I was a drinker, I'd walk in, I'd be like, oh, this is awesome. And they look at me like, oh, the white boy, you're in the wrong place. Like, I'm like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. But uh, $10,000, mm -hmm. right? That's not that much for a wedding. But that's what they spent to tear out the carpet in the ballroom and put down white carpet for one night. $10,000. Why would you want white carpet? Because it was white and yeah. red and gold. It was Trump meets like Scarface. It was mirror tables. I was like, whoa, dude. And the groomsmen were gacked. Gacked out of their skull? Yeah. Out of their skull, <laughs> dude. Like, it was the greatest. Like, Can Asians speech. do well on Coke? I think they do everything. They were doing hypercalculus. Is sure. white is cocaine a white man's drug? It's a rich man's. It's a rich man's, yeah. yeah. It's a rich man. But, but you always see when like, Black entertainers get really hard on coke. They just flamethrow their lives. I yeah. guess everybody does that, but it seems like even more with black entertainers. Nope, nobody's with me on that one. <laughs> I, I, lose everybody. I never had enough money to flamethrow my life. My, my yeah. bank account would eventually run out. You yeah, know? yeah. I always say that. Like to be an alcoholic in LA, you have to have some cash. Yeah, you can't like. Go all on fucking. You know? Can you imagine Frisco? Or, Holy shit! Or after you work at a bar. You guys ever perform in San Francisco? Not no, yet. not oh, yet. It's so expensive, dude. Fifty dollars a night just in parking, we had to pay. Really? And just Jesus. in parking, dude. Yeah. Like what? I I joke that it got way bigger laugh than expected. I'm like, <laughs> what do you got to make to be homeless in this fucking town? Hundred k? The place exploded. I'm like, oh, yeah. they must. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. It's crazy expensive. Why would you have white carpet? It was intense, man. It was, crazy. That was like it's seven course meal, and none of it was vegetarian. But I mean, it's like nothing but like it smelled like a fish market in there when uh, we were all done. But it was rad. They were having fun. A lot what, of I, I'm so, what were you doing with the wedding? Oh, so my uh, DJ buddy, who is also the buddy here, uh, uh, the DJ at uh, the Comedy Chaos. I do I do a show here every like once twice a month. Okay, and uh, it's called Comedy Chaos, and uh, our friend. Who I the world famous life. DJ Buddy. He's uh, yeah. been he's like killer on the wedding scene. Usually does nothing but like behind the scene music video shoots, and now he's been working for Spotify of all people. So a shout out if you're a corporate gig and you need to kill a guy. Spotify is a weird thing because it's the best and worst thing to happen to artists. Mm -hmm. Like you don't make any money off of Spotify. Yeah, but I have learned of so many yep. amazing. New bands I would never know about without Spotify. Our podcast got a ton of people from Spotify. Really? Yeah. Which What's is the name what? of your podcast? Mormon and the Meth Head. Mormon and the Meth Head. <laughs> oh, wow. Transition. Let's get there into that. Go. You know, uh, I, I dabbled in speed, you yeah. know? 
I, I hate calling it meth. I call it speed. Yeah. There's so something cooler about speed, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. than meth. Or meth is like bathtubs, no teeth. Yep. You know? Which speeds applies. like you know you gotta you're you're playing the win. I don't know. Maybe that's just me in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Or remember it's a dog nice spin. Dog yeah. the bounty hunter is all about ice. I was yeah. like, damn, what are ice, they doing yeah. in Hawaii, man? Oh, yeah. Dude, oh, they had math. the best math in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. My mom taught me that when I was 15. Why like, your mom did math? Hawaii. My mom did crank. It was crank. Oh, that is crank. Pro- propylene or whatever that. That was what I originally got hooked on because that looked like coke, and I thought I was doing coke. So yeah. my, my first high was was, and then it was meth when I got back to Oregon. Yeah, I, well, meth is, uh, I, you know, I've talked about here. It's time travel for people. Like if you're if you live in a shitty area <laughs> and you're fucking bored, the best thing to do is fucking meth is like uh, when you're on like a TiVo and you're just like boop boop boop. You just want to fast forward yeah. through all the shitty shit. Yeah, that's meth. Just do math, and it will like a, mu- a week will go by, and you're like, "Oh, I ain't a chunk of time up." I think the only reason I did, uh, like the very first time I did it, I was like, "Oh, this is what I've been looking for my whole life," because I felt like I lived on the Truman Show before the Truman Show came out. Like I just felt like, "Dude, this is not it. This mm-hmm. is not really it. This is some pretend thing, and everyone's lying." And the very first time I did speed, I felt like I could find the curtain i was like oh i'm gonna find the curtain with this shit so uh that was actually how i got hooked on it was uh, oh because you actually you're one of the weird people that did truth you did truth meth is that what you're looking for the truth of the universe and you got hooked on that most people are like most people start because they don't have to eat or they're just really kinky and for some reason like throwing meth on to uh sex is just like Throwing gasoline on a fire. I've you heard know? that, man. Yeah, it's like crazy. Yeah, ah, no, I can't, I have endured so many people just feverishly jerking off. Uh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Just while I was reading through <laughs> piles of paperwork. <laughs> I've always said that like meth has a different effect on women than it is men. Like men, like they call meth the queer juice. Because yeah. you end up doing meth and getting fucking weird. Yeah. And yeah. she gets shoved in the places, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When women do meth, they it like flips you and you like you become like Bob Vila from like this old house <laughs> and you just start fucking doing like weird kind of home improvements and That's shit. That's uh, Mother's Little Helper, the Rolling Stones song. Oh, really? Yeah, they're yeah. talking about taking legalized speed back in the day. It was in oh, pill form. Oh, she shit. takes Mother's Little Helper and she gets her shit done. I oh, did not know that. Yeah. One of my favorite meth uh, memories, just because it encapsulates the meth experience so well, was a friend was like, do you want to fuck? And I said, no. And he goes, you care if I jerk off? And I was like, I don't give a shit. And he always like carried a video camera around and recorded himself doing everything. So then he sets up the camera, starts jerking off. I had giant pigtails with braids, just long ass braids. And so he was like, can I pull your hair? And I was like, I don't care. So I'm making a necklace while this dude is jerking <laughs> off in front of the camera and pulling my hair. So my head just getting pulled sideways. And I was a very self-aware tweaker. So yeah. I was like, this is uh, this is going in the movie one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk about That's this hot. to the guy behind the curtain. Um, how long did you do it? I did it for five and a half years. But hard the whole time? All the way. All the way. I uh, started out snorting it, smoking it within the first year, shooting up after that, shooting so it up in my neck. I'm so happy never got to shooting it. I'm so happy. That's amazing that terrible. you're off it after intravenous use. That's an, yeah. That's I sh- I shot up for a very short months. I never had good veins, and so I had to shoot it up in my neck. Oh my god, uh, you went deep. So then other people would have to do that. 
for me, and uh, I got burned a few times that way. And what do you then mean you got burned? Just, uh, you'd have to hold your breath, and sometimes if I would start to breathe, or they'd hit an artery, and then your head would just catch on fire, or <sighs> they would, or they would miss. And they had missed so many times that I had, I had learned an old Native American trick uh, where, because uh, if people get abscesses and shit and end up with like MRSA things in the hospital, wow. but I had learned if you put wet tobacco on it and just leave it, it pulls the stuff out. So I just what? walk around with wet tobacco stuck. And after a while I was like, like uh, a MacGyver of fucking yeah. <laughs> of meth, dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very, very, uh, when my teeth fell out, I broke into a dentist's office and uh, stole everyone else was looking for the nitrous, which is in the outside in the back in a shed. But uh, and I was I found amalgam and tools and just fashioned. I would fashion my what own bridges. The fuck? Wow. Um, you so cool. just blew my mind. That's awesome. I've always said like the the fucking meth meth are the most like. Go getter of all the drug addicts. Very DIY, yeah. They, yeah, they are <laughs> DIY to the bone. When dog. I when I finally got dentures, they the the oral surgeon was just looking at the because uh, then I because the exposed nerves were really bad, so I uh, just this is gross. Cut my gums open and sawed the teeth down so they would grow what? over. Oh my god! <laughs> what? Oh. Okay. If you have a child, his name will be John Connor, and oh he will lead the resistance. God, you are Sarah Connor. I swear. Oh my God. That is hard. You did go deep. Yeah, Holy so he was fuck. like, uh, what, is ha what is happening? You have floating bone fragments, a dislocated jaw. I was like, I think the dislocated jaw is from my boyfriend. But yeah, I had to oh bury him my God. so that they would stop hurting. And um, yeah. Wow, you win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed win. because I happened to like I I only dabbled by actually snorting it. My whole experience hold was on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's such an interesting statement. Now, dabble. You dabble by snorting. Does that are you, is it the classic? Hey, this is coke, and I'm gonna do math. You're actually doing math. That's the classic one. So I used to operate an elevator on a construction building, like on the outside. That was a job. Yeah. That was like way back in the day when, uh, yeah. oh, what's your career? I'm an elevator man. I press yeah. the buttons. You go up, you go down. Exactly. And so uh, he's like, hey, Shaggy is a painter. He's like, hey, man, stop in between floors. I'm like, whatever you want, dude. And he starts racking up a rail. And he's like, you want one? I was like, yeah, I guess so, man. I'm all out of Red Bull. And he hits me. <laughs> he hooks me up with this like tiny little thing. I'm like, oh, you little fucking pussy. He's like, that's all you need. It's good shit. I'm like, man, I do gackers. And so I'd hit this and I was like, that wasn't coke. Yeah, yep, like that yep. was immediately. I was like, my eyeball feels like it's on fire. Yeah, dude. Uh, uh, twenty four hours later. That's I, all. Twenty four hours. That shit kept me up for twenty. You were just in the elevator the whole time. Oh no no no! Jerking <laughs> <laughs> oh, off. Shit, I definitely took the craziest route home because I was like just driving, looking in the rear view the whole time, and like pulling over and looking at like my tire uh, tread. Like I was like, oh my god! And then I asked him, I was like, what's it like? I don't ever want to do it again, but what's it like when you smoke it? He's like, oh, it's like a hundred times more. Oh. And that's when I realized all the people I knew in my life that were quote unquote tweakers that full on twisted the pipe. I am so amazed that like, it's amazing that, cause I've known a lot of tweakers that have blown fried fuses. You're like yeah. proof in the pudding that every brain has its own elasticity. Cause I can tell that you still have extreme wits you're smarter um, than most of the people upstairs on the patio right now yeah. i think it would be it, i used to ca uh, call it newfound cluck syndrome and i could tell what people's like core insecurity was by what their tweak would be and like how strong 
of a mind they had because the people that couldn't stop just digging holes in their face, you know, it's like, uh, you hate yourself. Like you hate yourself so much. Hmm. You hate the mask. You don't think anyone believes the mask. So you're just clucking in this mirror for hours on it. Wow. Um, but I was just born for it. I was already delusional. And, and, uh, so I was uh, very quickly acclimated to, Wow, that's so interesting. You guys have heard about how um, it wasn't methamphetamine at the time; it was amphetamine that Hitler was was getting injected up to, I believe, seven times a day. Oh, that explains everything. That's why the Nazis lost because they were all on meth and they were in the bunker just trying to suck their own dicks. (laughs) (laughs) They were too busy trying. Trying to fight the allies. <laughs> I am so flexible. I can do the splits to this day. Stop. All right. And I have attempted to do that so much to when I was like. You tried to suck your own dick? Of course. I, 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 I don't have enough hang. I don't have enough hang. I was like, oh, man. And then when I worked on that Marilyn Manson shoot, all I wanted to do was like just bump into him and like grab, do like the Seinfeld thing where yeah. I grab to see if he's missing any ribs. You know, like to see, you know, like, do I have to remove some in order to get this? Well, you know, it's so funny. That goes back to urban legends. And I want to get back to your meth story. Um, (laughs) The whole urban legend about Rod Stewart. Did we already talk about that in this show? About how somebody was like, yeah, Rod Stewart has so much cum in his stomach. They had to go to the fucking hospital and pump it up. I've heard that. I mean, yeah. I've watched Bukaki porn. Yeah. These girls get fucking drowned in it. They never go to the hospital. No. Like, how much could that possibly be in there? Asa Akira must have like nine lives. Yeah, now, dude. it doesn't even make any sense. But people love to run with it. That's funny that you, you picked that out of knowing people's uh, tweaks, because that is true. Uh I've known so many people that think that they were like technicians in real life, like air conditioning guys, and they're really good at their job. But then they get all spun out after they got off work, take apart the radio, and then you'd be like, "Dude, what's up with that?" Like, uh, it's a work in progress. It's like, yeah. It's like, oh, I got the best. I have the. I want to hear your story, but I have a great story because uh, in the early '90s, I went to college. I just aged myself, but you know, um, crank it. Crank has always been around, but meth as we know it kind of was like just starting to hit around everywhere. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, or maybe I just didn't know about it or the group I was hanging out with didn't know about, it. I don't know, but like, I just saw people starting to do meth and it was like wrecking their lives. Like wonderful people. I knew was, I remember this girl named Christine, Christine that I was hanging out with. She just started doing meth. And then I caught her stealing my CDs. I'm like, and I never talked to her again. And I wish I, I hadn't done that. Because later on, I started doing coke and I did speed and I realized how like how much this fucking gets into you. Right. It's like a really hard drug to stop. So I wish I would have been more understanding of it, you know. Um, but so I'm in this fraternity, Alpha Tau Omega at UNLV. And we had we had this um, this how we had a fraternity house and it was like. It was so condemned, but for some reason we were allowed to keep it. It was <laughs> condemned. <laughs> but you know, you're a college kid, you yeah. don't give a fuck. You fun. know, you're paying no rent. And right. You're just happy to be there, right? So uh, I remember like this, we had this one guy, and he's I can't believe he's still alive, but his name is Tiny. That was his nickname, so I could <laughs> say it. His nickname was Tiny. And when usually when someone's name is Tiny, what are they? They're fucking gigantic. They're huge, right? yeah, yeah. So, anyways. Tiny is like losing all this weight and everyone's like, what the fuck is up? He's dropping all this fucking weight. And it turns out that the rumor is he's, start, he's, he's smoking a lot of meth. 
and no one really thinks that much about it, right? And he's like, oh, he's doing his man, blah, blah, blah. I really hadn't even dabbled in coke at that point, which was amazing. Uh, but, you know, meth is, he's doing meth. And we're talking about, like, man, we got to improve this house, man. Like, we got to improve this house. Like, the roof, like, when it, in Vegas, when it, the one couple times it rains, it leaks. And we're at a giant meeting time. He's like, hey, I'll fix the roof, dog. Well, me, I'll, I'll fucking <laughs> fix the roof. If my mom fixed a lot of roofs. You know? I'll just fucking take it off. I'll just put it back right back on. Like, can you do that? He's like, yeah, that's what I do. I'm a fucking roofer, <laughs> roofer. <dog. laughs> a roofer. Oh, okay, okay. Dude, Tiny comes and like two days rips off the roof. We never see him again. <laughs> <laughs> I live in a convertible for another fucking month. Right? Uh, it's like all the get it and go, but none of the never finishing any fucking project. Yeah. I always like, why can't they just tweak meth? So it just doesn't destroy you. The best part is he probably started a demolition company after that. Yeah, He's like, I'm yeah. really good at taking things down. I can just blow shit up. I don't have to worry about anything. Tiny's demo out of Vegas. Uh, so you seem to uh, you seem to uh, be like this kind of analytical tweaker in a weird way. You you like you tend to uh, diagnose people, uh, analyze them, do dentistry. I mean, like. <laughs> It is, uh, you got a PhD, it seems, in like fucking tweaking. Yeah, I think, how long? I was about like seven months in and I had a near-death experience. And then that's when I became super good at tweaking. Before okay. that, I was like... Psychic tweaker uh, almost? Yeah, I had a near-death experience and then I spent the next four years being trained by aliens. And uh, I love went, it. God, a I certain went, kind, um, by uh, God, species. Totally. Are they reptilians? Are they? No, what? I learned about the reptilians. Oh, please. Okay, so Cliff Notes. I die. It doesn't matter how or what the details. Uh, I'm in. Oh, so you? I die. Blah 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 blah. Drug overdose. Dot dot dot. Drug overdose. Yada yada yada. Uh, and I'm in this ball of light. I didn't go through a tunnel. I just was in this ball of light. I didn't have a body, but I was a part of the light. And this sensation I'd had my entire life where I was like homesick and like not from here. I felt dropped off here. I remember as a little kid, I did everything with the lights off because I felt like there was an audience up uh, in the sky. So this has been since you were very yeah, young. Yeah, I was just never. You've always thought there was something else going on. Yeah, it just felt that way. You were so, a conspiracy theorist before there was conspiracy yeah, theory. Before I guess, you yeah. knew mm -hmm. what that was. So I, uh, my, my disclaimer that I'm sure I don't need on your show is that this could have, this whole thing I'm about to tell you could have been meth induced schizophrenia. I don't need that here. I'm sure. But okay. on most podcasts, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, I'm not saying this is definitely, yeah. we start yeah. every episode yeah. with yeah. that exact <laughs> disclaimer. Yeah. Everything could be it's implied. schizophrenia. Uh, we don't know. Um, okay. So in the light, the, the light, uh, my brain trans, um, translated it to words when i woke up but it said you did what you came to do you learned what you came to learn you can stay there if you want on earth or you can come back uh, home whatever and the thing i had learned that day was that nothing outside of you good or bad can affect you in any way that you haven't decided to let it which is like bumper sticker shit in 2018 but this was yeah. groundbreaking in yeah. 2000 <laughs> And I learned this because I was telling some uh, bitch that was fucking my boyfriend. Somehow I ended up counseling her on GHB. Anyway, 
So <laughs> it's mindfulness. Drug induced mindfulness. Yes, drug induced mindfulness yeah, way before it was cool. And uh, so I go back and I just know things. I all of a sudden know things. I can hear uh, what people are actually saying when they talk, like what their actual motives are. I am trained in. Are you still tweaking after this? Yeah. Yeah, I start doing. Well, no, I spend I spend four days in and out of this crazy twilight sleep without any meth, where I get acclimated in what we have named alien school, where I spent. They taught me how to levitate. They taught me how to telekinesis. They taught me how to listen to people's thoughts. They taught me what the reptilians were. So the gist is is that uh, Earth is a place where we play a video game, mm-hmm. and that we have been playing on earth for a long time we were the dinosaurs we were the egyptian gods we were it was just us playing different games and each game has different parameters and uh different settings and we're coming out of a three-dimensional fear-based game where we don't remember who we are and so uh we are now going from that to one that's like eight 8D and we know who we are so this is the awakening or whatever that's supposed to be happening right now this is so weird because, like, a lot of that is discussed all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is, like, the age of, like, are we still in the age of Aquarius? Or we We're going some- into the age of Aquarius, so it is Which it is, is the that. time of awakening, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the age of Aquarius is the awakened age. We're le- leaving the age of Pisces. That cusp was this back in 2000. And it was supposed to be this mass kind of awakening uh, right around the time... Right around, right between then and 9-11, which, according to the aliens, set that way back. 9-11 set it all back. Mm-hmm. Who Did they tell you who did 9-11 and why they did it? So uh, the reptilians, awesome. reptilians uh, are uh, parasitic beings, meaning that they can't. So we create everything. We, you're, we are creating everything all the time. Yeah. Uh, you just don't know you're creating it. So most of the shit you don't like in your life, you have willed it without because you don't know what you're doing. So the parasitic uh, beings on the planet can't create anything. So they have to point the minds of beings that actually can create things. And that's what the the the, repti- the reptilians are. And so they they can't make anything on this planet for themselves. So they just have to mind control the people who can make it. And it's not even that deep. It's really just uh, the rich just keep getting richer. And it's like, yeah, because fucking just hand them a check. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So by the the amount of fear and terror that came in when 9-11 happened. The, like, we were we were so close. We were so close to starting to wake up. And then the amount of fear and terror and division, like, now it's just every day. It's just constant that. But when it came, it was so obvious. Like, it was so obvious when it was happening, just the hypnosis uh, over everyone. Um, and it, and it, uh, it postponed it. So interesting because I can imagine you on any other podcast talking about this, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "What the fuck is she doing?" And we're like, "Yeah, that makes total yeah, sense." No, yeah, no, I know. Ordinarily, I have I've, <laughs> I've done that disclaimer oh, several yeah. times. Um, but the problem with the with the disclaimer is that I maybe on other podcasts you have to do it, but like everything you're saying 
is I don't know if you knew that before and it just became part of the psychosis you have, but everything you're saying is completely and utterly something that we've discussed before and stuff like that. I've never heard of the parasitic part of the reptilians. You know, we've had the, uh, you have? Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, we heard they were made by the Anunnaki to control us, to control. It ties into the Archon uh, model, if you will, the whole concept that they feed off our. Fear. I did. I have heard of that. What it brings to mind and what I was telling you about a while ago is there is this type of fungus that in it gets absorbed into different types of insects and it will then take control of the insect's mind and it will make the insect climb up a grass stalk to the right height where it's perfect humidity level and then it will keep it there and it will override its whole desire to want to go out and be an insect and it will just die. It will then burst out of its skull and that's where it becomes, a, it's the perfect environment for the mushroom then to then make more drops down into the, it's, there's a mushroom version of this and there's also a worm. The worm, the, the mushroom. The worm comes out of uh, uh, praying mantises, right? Yep. So they, these ones are, and they're designed specifically. So this parasite is specifically for that style of praying mantis. Uh-huh. So the idea that reptilians are here for only human beings, that's why in a sense, have you ever seen your dog look in the corner of your of your you know apartment for no reason yeah. and look yeah. at something? Yeah, dogs and babies they believe are able to see into the other dimensions. So there's probably a reptilian just the Pindars just staring there, jerking off, pulling your psychic hair while yeah. you're sitting the there watching tails. sports with his camera. There's the ponytails. There we go. Yeah. So they said it's all here. Uh, all uh, there are already people playing the uh, higher dimensional games. And uh, we can't perceive them. And so, like, all of you got people still playing 3D. It's a 5D. And so the people playing 5D. That's why, uh, especially when you travel a lot, I swear to God, it's there's, there's a thousand people here. There's a thousand people because I'll go to New York City and it's the same fucking people. <laughs> and it's extras. And then there's extras. But, like, I can't perceive them. They can't perceive me because they're not. They're here. Their physical body is here. We're never going to interact because they're not playing the same game. Dude, this is, I'm sorry, I got to do this. This is like some serious far out Scientology shit. If you guys are, are you you educated in Scientology? No. Like past that they're fucking crazy, you know, whatever. No, there's some weird shit, but legit sounding shit with Scientology. I, I, Worked, studied with them for like five years. Okay. Back in my. We didn't know late, about that. Yeah, I talked about it in the other podcast, but I, I fucked around with Scientology for like five years, from my late teens and my early 20s. And I still kind of like read up about it because I kind of I give everyone a fair shot. Every, mm-hmm. you know, it's not it's not fair to say uh, Christianity or Catholicism, whatever, is, re- is right and whatever, and Buddhism is wrong because the way you're raised and whatnot. But yeah. Scientology basically believes. That some sort of like intergalactic warlord brought our souls here and then put them in a volcano and then these souls go into our body and that you have to do this processing they call it auditing. And that's a way to remove these like these basically demonic like entities that are in you that are souls that are spirits. They call them thetans, which is theta. Yeah. Yeah. The Greek, you know, the Greek term is theta, which is thetan souls, whatever. So that's their belief is. But then you're you're they believe in reincarnation. Mm-hmm. So like we're like billions of years old and we're going to continue to just 
like create or not create, but like we're going to we're never going to die as a yeah. spirit. The spirit's just going to move to another body. Yeah. And you like if you don't go through the processing or ordering, whatever, excuse me, you like take all your shit with you to the next body and you continue to go to the next body after you die. So you're reincarnated. You go to the next body. You've got all your problems. That's and then you have like these thing. memories. They call the engrams engrams, I think. And then those are like you you do your processing, your auditing is what it's called. And you like go through this this whole like thing, this like I said, processing, and you like release them. Like so you have all these crazy thoughts that are like uh past thoughts from past lives and you get through that and that's how you can like break free. That's when you're clear, then you go to OT levels and all that, and then you can like fly and like piss across the room. He talks about how like uh, plants have memories, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, L. Ron Hubbard actually, he fucking, he actually like studied plants back in the 50s and 60s. There's crazy pictures of this guy, and he's got uh, some sort of device, or they call them e meters. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was an e meter or not, or whatever it was. Oh, there we go. Thank you guys. Here we go. And he actually, there's pictures of him with this device. And he's like hitting, touching the plant, and it's showing that the plant feels it. And he's showing that there's like plants have feelings too. I'm sure. So all you vegetarians out there, yeah. <laughs> plants have feelings too. There's yeah, but no legit, way out of the cycle of pain. Is as crazy as they are and everything, you know, they're they're around here somewhere. Broken clocks right twice a day, dude. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, it, how how come what they say is wrong and. <laughs> And Jesus, you know, and well, all that is right. I That's what I. That was my problem as a teenager. I don't understand how one religion's right and the rest are wrong. Well, the problem with Scientology is that they basically tell you not to talk to your family yes, anymore. That's the other. That's the that's, fucked up. That's shit. where, and they take like what 20 percent of your check. I mean, yeah. that's where the problem comes. Exactly. In. Yeah. It's like nobody. My dad used to read Dianetics, yeah. and I never knew what it was, it's but a he tough was like, book. "Hey, this yeah. is what I'm going to read." Right. But, you know, what do, what do these aliens, because you just said aliens, what do they look like? Can you uh, Okay, them? so, you know, um, uh, all right, so on a hot day, the road, the way that it's like squiggly. Mm -hmm. And then if you look at a light bulb and then look away, you can see the red and the blue yeah. from the light bulb. Yeah. So they look like that. They're not solid. They're like, mm -hmm. uh, they look kind of like ghosts. So yeah. it's a lot like, you know, what ghosts look like. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're just not in physical bodies. And they did their feet. They didn't have feet. They uh, they're up off the ground, and they uh, they're like their legs taper off, and they're um, you know they're like that high, and then their faces look there's, like is the, there no there's not physical they're no, not physical no all there's no uh, energy like dense three D yeah. no yeah they look it's like all, a fiery that I ever thing saw. like kind of just in the distance like this almost uh, like a I mean, they I got like this head, close like, to me at, at times. The majority of the communication was telepathic, but there were times where I uh, th had to sit and like perceive them, which is really creepy. And uh, once you can see them, like once I like, once my eyes settled into what that looks like, uh, I could see energy. I could see uh well there be like ghosts whatever like i can like i can see all that stuff all the time like i, I don't even you think you still can mm -hmm. yeah because it's not like it's not even that weird uh it's just people without bodies and if we just come here to play tons of people get stuck tons of people get uh so attached to wow. one life Dude, that they don't leave that's 
straight up. Um, because we do come back over and over. the the main The main principle was that there is no such thing as right or wrong. There is no such thing as good or bad. There is no such thing as male or female. These are all like, uh, these are all uh, what's the word? Social the construct. constructs, right? So in two thousand, when they were saying that gender is a construct, like that was crazy like that was not crazy like that was i never heard that before and it was that all of these things are going to go away in the collective so when you see this movement right now where like there's more than two genders are yeah. you like that's crazy or you like no, no that's totally no i'm true. like uh, finally fucking 18 years later wow, this shit was supposed really? to happen to yeah we are uh collectively in this society because there's other games playing obviously in other so countries and stuff interesting yeah. dude um, uh, would, collectively the, so what's the goal or what's the aim or the the where are we going towards what would you did they so tell you anything about the that? next like the, the the true age of aquarius the next game is uh everyone knows they're playing i think we're, we're going to a cusp where there are a lot of people that know like there are a ton of people that know and freely talk about it uh uh playing right now and you just create whatever you want they said that our generation, so I'm 41, so like our generation will live to be 150, uh, and death and disease will cease to exist. Um, but it's you have to like you have to escape the fear-based reality first. So you have to you have to escape that programming that you do take through all your lives. My only issue with religion, because all of it was, uh, according to the aliens past was secret knowledge passed down when there were very few awake people on the planet. And my only problem is that we are God. You are the God of your existence and religious religion shows up and knows that you have a sensation that a lot of people have a sensation that they, there is something more and says, here, let me broker you. Let me broker your relationship between you and God, which is, I don't know, probably an unconscious uh, thing, but it is an unnecessary. Uh, no man needs to stand between you and your higher self. That's so Whoa. amazing. As you're saying that, um, it's interesting. Do you know what the word apocalypse means? Great awakening. <laughs> it's interesting to think that. I just like, guess that. How good am I? It's the unveiling. Yeah. So the idea is, is it's, well, you know, Pat Miletic says that. Like he goes, look up what look up what apocalypse means. Yeah. Everything in the Bible, we just did a, a, a podcast episode about, they said that every that Satan just was fear. It was just fear. And we turned it into this, uh, uh, I know very little about Gnosticism, but Gnosticism says there's three levels of the, the soul evolution. One is uh, hyletics, which they just have no, they're just, they have no idea. It's, they just, this is it. This physical one life is it. Psychic disciplinarians, they, they've evolved enough through lifetimes to have the sensation that there's more, but they can only apply man's rules to it. And uh, then uh, pneumatic souls are graduated enough to realize that they are God. And that you see uh, so much of religion is like that business card in Men in Black 2, where they just got this book of secret knowledge passed down and turned it into this big fucking weird religion where the words all mean sin means, uh, 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 repent means change your mind, turn around and go the other way. And sin means, fuck, I can't remember now, but something like, so not, uh, evil, whatever. And when the Bible talks about like the lust of the flesh and stuff, it's just talking. Okay. So the video game analogy is that 
uh, I don't know a lot about video games, but first person shooter is you are experiencing the game just straight out of the eyes, yeah. right? Yeah. So very exciting. POV porn, basically. Yeah. Very exciting. Not real easy to strategize because you can only see what's right here. That is life through experience, through the ego. The ego is the artificial intelligence of the physical body in this one life. You wow. get an ego per life. Your true self is playing an RPG, which is right up here uh, and can see everything. But it's not as exciting because it just sends it, decides what it wants, intends it, and then uh, watches it play out. So someone who's fully awake in the game can toggle back and forth between those two things and truly just say, like, this is what I want to experience and then play it. Fucking A. This is I'm sorry. This is straight up Scientology. I'm not kidding. I'm not. I'm not. And mm -hmm. not dissing or anything. Yeah. No. I think but they spit. They say that once you're OT or whatever, you you actually you operate from a thetan level, which is a spirit behind you, not the body that you encompass. So yeah. you're, you're back back here, so to speak. Yeah. When That's I was I, I, when I was uh, being taught by the aliens, I tried to talk to Scientologists, and I didn't. Uh, I don't. But all of that, uh, there is no guru. There is oh, no, no. There Zinu? there is yeah. no. A uh, person that uh, someone like me can blab this stuff. Yeah. But if you're not ready, you're not going to hear it. That's it's just going to sound like lunatic yeah, talk. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and then it's between you and that. And it's there's nobody can can broker that yeah. for you. That is I got you. so wow yeah. interesting. And there's metaphor the because uh, I always um I think in metaphorics. Uh, I don't even know if that's a word, but basically when you're talking about the ego being skin deep. That's being hedonistic when your uh, pleasures are only that of the skin. And then to take it further, when you're like in like love with whoever you're with and you're actually in the, the, the act of making love as opposed to just fucking. Yeah. You suddenly have this quote unquote out of body experience. Oh, fuck yeah, man. And then the next level is that tantric when two become one and you realize that you're not like making love with another soul. Yeah. You're making love to your own soul. That's like being expressed through another individual. So interesting. I want to call my ex now, man. We <laughs> <laughs> had some well, really you know, passionate you're, shit. You're, you're that you talked that we're, we're own gods. Like that's very much a part of s Satanism. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like we've done, and we, I talk about this all the time and I talk on, whether it's on the podcast or whether it's with people in general about, I even talked to with uh, El Dorado, who my my friend from high school, like talked about a lot of the Bible stuff, and um, you know we talked about the lost tribes of Israel and all that, and and I talked about how like if you really take a look at like Satanism, that a lot of it was just the you know the demonization of the divine feminine, and how it was like it was just kind of loving your fellow man they demonize having empathy for other people and yeah. that's you know it's like and i'm i'm for feminism i'm i i i everybody's equal i don't i don't care man woman straight gay whatever but if you look at like what modern day feminism is it's a very big push to get women to act like men like it's a very big push of like fuck everything that moves and it's not that women shouldn't be able to enjoy any of that. that's not but it's like it's very much women doing guy shit the guy shit is what an involved woman should be trying to do and i what i don't see in it is like what makes i i feel women special is this empathy and this love that they have that you know 
that men don't tend to have as much. You know, it's like yeah. this this feeling for others, this this nurturing nature that I see a lot in, in in women. I don't see that in feminism, and that's just maybe me. And that that comes from these. It goes back to reptilians that you were talking about. They're driving us into this kind of thing going on right now. With you know, it's like I'm not Trump fam. I'm not. But there's things that he's doing that I agree with. Yeah. And there's things he's doing I don't agree with. But what I see right now is this insane movement to demonize every one thing he does. Yeah. Like to the point where Bill Maher's like, I hope the economy crashes so we can just get rid of Bill uh, Donald Trump. I'm like, how is that good for yeah. your fellow fuck, human yeah. being? Now, I don't like that our economy rides on the petrodollar and that we go in the other countries and destroy everything to yeah. keep this fake dollar system yep. we have going yeah. Yeah. that to me is disgusting and if if i have to choose between the u.s economy and us raining terror on other people i would say let's stop that and figure out how we could keep our economy going here right but for him to actively want for for something to crash and burn so they this guy he doesn't like yep. to get out of office yeah. to me is like disgusting and it's like this pushing of russian narrative russian narrative whether you believe it or not is like is is just trying to do what you're talking about, which is these reptilians forcing the the thought dynamic a certain way. In order for there to be good, there must be evil. But and according to her, there's saying, no yeah, good. Or so evil. the dichotomy exactly. will cease to exist. Mm -hmm. So the good and the bad are 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 uh, quickly going to cease to exist, and that's why all of this division right now because we'll get bored with it. The only way, like, people just thought, like, oh, one day it's just going to be peace on Earth. It's like, no, it, not until we have exhausted war. Yeah. Um, so, but I don't pay attention. I don't pay attention to anything I don't like. Um, if I don't like In it, what I don't... sense? Uh, there's, a, there's a great book that I uh, came across back then, and the, a quote in it was... Uh, the reality that you know is none other than an audiovisual demonstration of where your attention is. The universe assumes that your attention is on that which you desire and gladly provides you with more of the same. Had that dynamic been understood, you would never do anything as foolish as to declare a war on drugs, unless, of course, you wanted to create more of them. So from the premise that you are creating everything you think about, the universe isn't uh, people are like, the universe is out to get me. Like, no, nope, it's just a waiter that comes to the table and and you are ordering whatever you're paying attention to. So if all you're paying attention to is that your boyfriend uh, didn't blah, 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 or that you don't have any money or that you don't feel good, the universe just said, oh, this is what you want. This is the reality that you want. And you watch people who complain all the time and who love to be out. They love to be outraged. It's like you are so satisfied right now that you have something to be outraged yeah. about. You don't know that. You're lost in this negativity spiral. And I'm not in like the secret or any of this cheese ball shit. I'm saying like literally, uh, if you look like look behind the eyes of someone who is uh, back to back to back to back, something to complain about, they are excited to have something to complain about. They are excited to have the right to be mad. And that's what a lot of that, that uh, tr Trump, Trump sucks, but uh the government was just one after another after another, just such bullshit, such facade. Yeah. We just couldn't be honest, couldn't have a scandal, had to do all this bullshit stuff. And he's just blown all of that. He, like the next guy is, can be authentic 
we can have an authentic politician because this guy talked about grabbing pussies. Yeah. So like now you can talk like a human being. Uh, and know, what a great point, man. Yeah. What a great point. I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more. The, the thought of like people putting out like, I miss Obama. It's like God. you are obviously not paying attention to anybody. Jesus. And I don't I'm not supporting any. I think anybody in the in the role of the president, we need to keep an eye on and question their authority yes. constantly. Agreed. I got in big trouble because I posted something about Roseanne Barr and uh, that dumb fucking tweet she put out. And it was dumb. It's like violation of human 101 to compare black people to monkeys. It's like yeah. we agree that that is a dumb fucking thing. And I'm not forgiving that. But when people rally around Valerie Jarrett, like she's not a war criminal who has been almost convicted of slum being a slumlord in Chicago yep. and having direct decisions into the assassination of Omar Gaddafi illegally, which has set up open market slave trades. In 2018, Africans are selling Africans, and there's video of it. Yeah, that, that and nobody's yeah. upset about that. Nope. And they're upset about a dumb joke to the point. It's like it, it just blows my fucking skull. It just blows my fucking skull. And I just I, I, I think that there's something about Trump that allows like there's an you're right. There's an there's something more that he just is more like authentic. Doesn't all this Roseanne thing just seem too uh, contrived? I don't really think yeah. he's authentic. I think that we he is paving the way for us to. Uh, he yeah, has pushed so. the envelope so far into ridiculous yeah. that we have the opportunity yeah, I to guess then authentic have authentic. Was the wrong yeah. word I meant to say. He's so a I clown take that car, back. but yeah. uh, no, he's a he's a jackass. I mean, without a doubt. Yeah, but he's. I, well, let me just say this to you. I, I feel like I know more about what Trump's doing, good or bad, than I ever knew about Obama. And yeah. I've always said this, like the difference between Trump and Obama is that it's like somebody's cheating on you. Do you want to know or don't you want to know? Agreed. If you do want to yeah. know, that's Trump. If you don't want to know, that's Obama. Yep. They're both cheating on you. Yeah, I pay. Yeah. I pay very yeah. little. I, he was very charismatic and, and well, funny. Yeah. So that's all I was like. Yeah, he's uh, fun you know, to listen to. Um. But I think, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of nuance in 2018. Everything's very uh, extreme. I know we are shifting uh, from a masculine age to a feminine age. I think that that is as obvious. That's another thing that really stood out that I didn't understand what that was going to look like in 2000. Uh, what is and that? Because I, I, I love this. What, what, what so is it's the, the, the divine feminine will be the, the dominant. And so you see this where it seems like women are becoming masculine, but it's just that the authority is shifting over to women and that that, that feminine energy has uh, kind of... Uh, the men have a lot more feminine energy in like the generations that were born uh, after 2000. So, so in the future, we're just basically androgynous. Yeah. Like I any said, of the dichotomy is good, with... uh, good, good, bad, right, wrong. Uh, uh, and so that you see the gender thing is just ev evaporating so fast. That so the future is basically RuPaul's drag race. Yeah, hopefully. That would be amazing. <laughs> I always said that. Like, that was my problem with Star Trek. You're like, what year is this? And everybody on that ship would be a drag queen, right? There would be like, one floor would just be glory holes, yeah. right? 
Dude, <laughs> I'm the chosen one. Trannies, baby. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I love your honesty. You, my other buddy. You're honest. <laughs> um, this is so interesting, dude. What so, other nuggets do you got? So do you think this is... Um, I mean, so what's the the reason is for what exactly? So that we can become meld with technology transhumanism so that we're just fucking around so i do think i i think i listened to uh one of your episodes where you talked about uh uh kind of that um technology and Mm -hmm. stuff there was one thing conspiracy wise in 2000 there was uh the when this awakening thing was was about to happen and there were chips. They were going to put chips in people. And there was a company called Digital Angel that had already put chips in inmates. And they had a company called Verichip. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I have to tell this story. Okay. Okay, please do. do. So these people show up to, because the, the tweakers, there's like 50 of us. There's 50 of us running around uh, Northeast Portland. We're all weirdly uh, not like the old school tweakers. We, we didn't interact with them a lot. We're all just like... Uh, we're successful young adults all we like accidentally got hooked on meth or got hooked on meth in the club scene. And uh, these dudes show up and they have the DMV files and they have uh, Photoshop and they teach us how to steal identities before anyone was stealing identities. And uh, by us, I mean my friends, not me, because I was talking to aliens. And how old were you were then? This 23, 24. Wow. And uh, the whole time I was like, don't these guys are not drug addicts. Like these guys are not tweakers. Doesn't anybody notice that these guys don't feel like us? They don't feel like they're because people just came from out of nowhere. But like I was like, is there something weird happening here? Uh, then no, there were no laws for identity theft. So everyone's just getting bounced out. And so, uh, we were stealing people's mail and then, uh, writing checks and just cleaning everybody out. And they were just kicking, just letting everybody out of jail, like crazy, uh, for a few years, this went on. And at the same time, there was a company called Verichip that was uh had developed a chip that would keep all your financial information that would go in your right hand or your forehead if you didn't have a right hand which is like mark of the beast shit right and so Holy according to the shit. aliens the only reason that isn't like oh god says that you can't come to heaven if you don't have it but that you would lose control of your thoughts and you would just become whatever and i don't know how a chip could do that but uh, they had a bus in Florida that they were already going around. And I was like, oh, that's why they rolled in here and taught tweakers how to steal identities and are just letting everybody out of jail over and over again is because if you tell people we're going to put a chip in you, they're going to say, get fucked. But if you let them think it's their idea and how do you let them think it's their idea? Let a bunch of tweakers rape their bank accounts over and over and over again. And then they'll be like, can't you give us a card? Oh, the tweakers could steal the card. Isn't there a way you could just put it inside of us? And they're like, weird. We did just develop this thing. Oh my Uh. God. They had signups in like 2000, 2001. This is all just like uh, tipping point stuff with nine 11. And then they bought the the uh, in 2004 or something. This company bought all of the retail software. So all of the retail software, when you swipe your card, it says Vera something. Yeah, yeah. And then nothing happened with it. But you can look it up. Uh, Digital Angel, 
Uh, Verichip was the company. I don't know what happened. I don't know why it fell apart. But they do still own all of the uh, the swipey things. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they ended up not moving forward with it. Uh, they let identity theft go on for a fucking grip, though. And I'm to this day, I'm positive that the guys that showed up and taught with just the DMV file. Like, where were we ever going to get the DMV files? And uh, so you think wow. they were part of this company or do you think it was government? I think uh, probably part of the big conspiracy to keep everyone asleep. If you can hurry up and chip them and just turn them into walking creators for you. Yeah. You know, Fuck. I mean, they say that's a big problem with guns in Chicago. They're like, where do you get the guns? They think that either the government or the ATF just literally pulls up, Ship them in. leaves yeah. a fucking truck, just, just like tell somebody man. where the truck is, and they go and they get all the fucking guns. Just like the crack. And the guns are everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Man. Fuck. What an amazing podcast. <laughs> Fuck me. I got to be honest with you, man. I, I owe you an apology. I didn't expect this at all. I thought it was just going to be like, yeah, so I did some tweak and these aliens, they molested me. And we're all just going to high five and laugh. Like, I didn't expect it to be like this. And I owe you a deep apology because. It's when a you wonderful... just said ha 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 ha, I was yeah. like, I can't. T I wrote Tim Dillon and was like, could you tell him? Because I know it looks bad on paper. And he was like, that could mean he likes you. And you just have to wait. No, <laughs> it was a wonderful episode. Uh, it was great. We we're going to talk some Anthony Bourdain, but I just would rather just stay on this and we'll get to that on another time. Yeah. Uh, wow, man. Uh, do you, now you talk about all this on your podcast. I do. I have just started to get uh, into it. We talk a lot about uh, trauma and because uh, uh, you do that is a big part of it. Like you have to overcome all that stuff and you have to overcome all that that programming. I, my podcast is with a recovering Mormon. And so that religious programming is big, man. It's a it's a it's a lot to overcome when you have been indoctrinated from childhood. And so it's kind of equal parts. Uh, one week it'll be us working through getting molested as kids, and the next week it's uh, now. Have you ever video thought game? about I, all I can think about is like you got to write a book, yeah? I get like, that a lot. Uh, do you do, have you thought about writing the book? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you haven't because uh, I just like I hadn't uh, accomplished anything worth uh, people reading the book, so maybe this is just the knowledge, yeah. It's very interesting to me, and it's if any of it was foreign, I'd be like, ah, but I, I've, I've heard bits and pieces of all yeah. this that it makes sense to me. Like I want to know more. I, yeah. would, I, I guess this is how you start getting disciples, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, I'm very interested in all this stuff and uh, the open, I'm very open minded to, to what you're talking about. So the fourth dimension, uh, which came uh, on board in 2000, uh, the end of the Mayan calendar, actually, which is uh, funny because everyone was like, pff, pff, that was a flop and just didn't notice because it's so seamless. Uh, OK, so you know how you can tell people are lying? When no, please yeah. tell me. When you when someone lies, you can they uh, put a partition up. Mm, you can hear it. Yeah, yeah. Not with yeah. your ears, but you can hear it. You didn't yeah. used to always be able to do that. What do you mean a partition? So when someone lies, it. you can hear that. You can feel them. When I say hear, I mean like you f feel them hide it. Yeah, uh, I know what you're saying. Um, 
that is where that is, where that partition is. That's that's the ether or the astral plane. So that's where we all really are. Okay. That is in the matrix where people plug their heads in. Yeah. That's where we're actually at. Okay. So the longer uh, if you tune into that and pay attention to that, you can navigate with people and control things once you're consciously aware of it. You're there right now. That's where you're actually at. Yeah. But just allowing that to come into your awareness, like like allowing that to come into focus. And then that voice is the small voice. So that voice says stuff like put on your seatbelt, a cop's coming. But it's so quiet that the loud, uh, loud ego voice. Okay. Okay. Uh, you have to learn how to hear between the two voices. There's yeah. actually more than two, but uh, you just think it's all your thoughts. But you have inner dialogue and mm -hmm. debates with yourself and stuff. So there's a small voice, which is the right one, which is that one. And then there's the loud-ass ego that you have to learn how to control also. Yeah. So it's a lot of like treating it like it's a game every day, all the time, and then figuring out how to actually play the game and then you get to do whatever you want. And at some point, you don't get sick. You don't die. Uh, you just decide, like, hey, I'd like to experience this. And then you get to go experience it. Like, hey, I'm 40. I think I'd like to uh, that's, that's, get a TV credit and leave Delaware. I've, I've, I've been clean for a little over three months now. <laughs> but no, but there's a little voice that, like, I will I'll be pouring a beer. And I'm like, God damn, that's, that'd be a nice cold, uh, nice cold beer after hard days of work. But then that's what I that's what I see. But the little voices. But you know what happens? Yeah. <laughs> you know what happens? That that one beer does. It's a couple beers, and then tomorrow yeah. it's a few more and a few shots, and then by Friday it's a few beers, a few shots, and a fucking eight ball. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm a fucking mess for a week. Yeah. So that I that's that's what's happening with me. I'm much more aware of this little voice that is now like. Not controlling, but like is more apparent than before when I was like, you drown it I, out with yeah, the drugs and alcohol. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't, I knew I shouldn't be doing a lot of what I was doing before. Yeah. But I was just like, fuck it. Yep. Now it's like, no. Yeah. Bad idea. Yeah. And that's why I think it's, it's so important that uh, to talk openly about anything and all these things that we do talk about on these podcasts because people are on the other end and they have experienced so much of the same things that. They can at least, you know, they can see the similarities as more than the differences. I yeah. feel like we just scratched the surface, so we got to have you back on. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I know Sam's uh, doing his set right now, so yeah. he was just giving us the mouth in that he's uh, not to leave. So we're definitely. Where can everyone find you on your social media? Uh, I do my best work on Facebook, mm -hmm. uh, Jessa Reed. Um, Jessa Reed comedy on uh, uh, IG, Twitter, Twitter, and Instagram. Mormon yeah. and the Method. Oh no, wait. Uh, yeah, if you just Google Mormon in the meth head, all the other stuff comes up. Sweet. Awesome. Trevor, anything about the dojo? Uh, things are good, man. Things are really good. Yeah, we're, we're booking more shows. Uh, Saturdays, we have two shows a night. Some Fridays, two shows a night. Uh, this Thursday, we have two shows. Nice. And uh, what's its social media? So guys, can check uh, it out. The Dojo of Comedy. That is uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The Dojo of Comedy. And Sweet. of course, my... Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook is Trevor Kevalo. As Sam Tripoli can never pronounce correctly. <laughs> it's amazing. Hey, well, hey, guys. <laughs> Thanks for so much tuning in. We'll see you next time. Here we go again. Tin foil hat for the children. We teach the children.
You know what I mean? You know what I mean?